Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Sean Smith. In the age of the data-driven economy, a lot of companies are finding themselves drowning in a sea of data and struggling with how best to leverage all of that stuff, particularly when it comes to advertising sales. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, Mark Gorman, the CEO of Matrix Solutions. Matrix is a sales ecosystem for media companies and has developed a platform to help sales teams connect all of that disparate data and actually begin to get productive and make money with it. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Let's start by talking about how the landscape has changed with regard to ad revenue and how it's bought and sold. Okay. Well, so we're starting with a loaded question. <laughs> um, when you think about the landscape historically from a traditional standpoint, you had newspapers, of course, which I, in a lot of ways, equate to what digital has become, though way more sophisticated in how those you know, ads are bought and sold. But in a lot of ways, if you think about newspapers, they had a certain subscriber base, that certain subscriber base was a certain demographic. So it, it was the beginnings of targeting. Uh, moving to radio and television, again, you had these demographics, but you were buying spot, hoping you were reaching that certain part of the audience within those demographics that you wanted to reach. But now, as digital has become much more sophisticated over time, we can slice and dice the demographics, make it more fine-tuned. We can also, of course, do add insertion to hopefully hit that individual that we want to hit. This is something that hasn't quite made its way to the traditional markets, but it's coming. So if you think about set-top boxes, you think about OTT, these are, are allowing the video providers, the television providers to start thinking how can we more target these demographics, how can we slice that more? We are starting to see organizations in the traditional side playing with dynamic ad insertion within the products, but again, it's still early. And if you look at audience-based selling, at least in the United States and in Canada, it's in its infancy when it comes to those traditional mediums. So there are groups that play with targeting audiences and, of course, much more on the OTT side, but even on the t television side, you're starting to see people trying to figure out, rather than selling everything as a spot, how do we sell by audience? Now, conversely, you can look at the UK, which has been way in front of the United States and Canada on selling on audience-based. So if you look at the UK, Yes, they do still sell maybe 10, 15, 20%, depending which group they sell on specific spots because advertisers always will want to be on this specific TV show or on this specific radio, et cetera. However, for the most part, they are actually asking to hit a certain level of audience. 
and the providers there do look to deliver on that how they actually place the advertisement. So in other words, if I'm a, let's say I'm Sky in the UK, rather than you, let's say Procter & Gamble, you're selling, you want to you wanna do Charmin, you want to place ads for Charmin. Rather than saying, I want to be on this show at this time period because I think this is who I'm going to hit, I, Procter & Gamble, say, I want to reach 10,000 women between the ages of 25 and 45 because they, and I'm, I'm guessing here, but they are the, the, the biggest consumers of purchasing toilet paper. And so Sky will go back and they will actually decide based on looking at the demographics and looking at the past ratings and uh, demographics on past performance, they will then decide where they're actually going to show that advertisement. And it could be at 2 in the morning if that's actually getting them the 10,000 reach. So we're really starting to see that take hold as far as figuring out how that works. But in a lot of ways, if you look at the world today on the traditional side, they are really still selling like they used to, but they're talking a lot about how that can change. It seems to me that uh, data is the key, and we've been talking a lot about data. But do you find that most media companies are really using all of this ad and consumer engagement data to the full extent? It sounds like, it sounds like things, we have a long way to go. Data to me is fascinating in that I think what was the statistic that I've seen since the beginning of time, since, and when I say beginning of time, I'm not talking about the universe. I'm talking <laughs> about us roaming the planet. Got it. We as a species, since the beginning of time, we have collected over nine or over 90% of the data that we've collected since the beginning of time has been collected in the past two years. It's wow. staggering. Yep. And as I saw this once, and I, I'm not going to quote this person because I don't remember the quote and I don't remember the person's name. Uh, but I will say she said the following. We know today we have the least amount of data we will ever have going forward, meaning that every day we're collecting more and more data. And there has been over the past five, ten years this really – hunger to get your hands on all the data you can. However, how people are actually using that data, it's still extremely inefficient. They have a lot of data that goes to waste. And frankly, there's probably a lot of noise in that data. So companies really need to start saying, okay, we have this data. Now, what of this data is actually relevant in creating meaning. And it's like anything, you need to experiment with it to see, okay, if we use this data to analyze this, is it actually giving the results that are predictive or not? And so as companies do that, they're going to start realizing that, yes, some of this data is very important, but other data isn't so important. And then it's a matter of delivering that data to the right people at the right place at the right time. You and I both know this. And, and well, maybe you're not like this, but I'm like this. <laughs> if there's a piece of data that I need once or twice a year for something, I'm probably not even going to ever bother with it. So if it's not being delivered to me at the right time when I need it, 
I'm just not going to worry about it. And so these organizations, so we have one client, for example, that has 187 different software vendors in their sales stack. And a lot of that is data providers on different types of metrics, whether it's, of course, it could be a Nielsen with ratings here in the U.S. It could be um, other data as far as engagement, et cetera. But if you're only using that data occasionally, you just don't have time to run and search for it. So these organizations are really starting to look at, and frankly, this is one of the areas we pride ourselves on, they're really starting to look at how can we start thinking about delivering data to the right people at the right time so it's actually actionable. Hmm. Action is, is where the money's made. You've done several case studies, one on what you call the new intelligence hub and another that found that radio salespeople uh, significantly increase productivity when they're not at their desk. Do you want to talk more about those findings? So on the radio side in particular, and I, I think this applies to any salesperson in any industry, if you're just sitting at your desk and you're just spending time on your computer, uh, particularly if you're spending time on your computer on Facebook and Twitter, you're probably not actually gaining leads and making those connections. And so we know that we have spent time really thinking about, okay, how do we make our system help them get the data that they need so that they can learn from it, so that they can move on. We try to automate a lot of the processes within the system, but also give them a mobile solution so that as they're out in the road, they're able to do things as they're doing other things. So for us, that's been a big push to give them the technology that enables them, mm -hmm. but not make it an anchor to their desk. And so helping the salesperson be successful is really important. And in fact, it's interesting, I say this as a side note, and not even sure you want to have this out there, but I know when I look at what systems people use, whether ours or if they use more of a generic tool, we know that if the tool is just a big brother, it's just there watching, it's just so that corporate can see what's happening, but it's actually not providing the AEs with useful information so that they can target, so that they know, okay, this account was a big spender, for some reason it's go, going down, or I have this account and they're buying all this radio, they're buying these stations, but they keep avoiding buying my digital. Now I know I need to engage them in these conversations. We seek to provide them with useful information that really helps them make their job better, more productive, gets them more revenue, increases cash flow. That's good for the AE, it's good for the organization. So if you had to uh, recommend one opportunity to focus on uh, that most are missing, what would that be with regard to advertising data? So from us on the sales side, if I was putting myself in the salesperson's shoes, what would I want to know? I like to know what XYZ advertiser is spending in full for their budget yep. and not just on advertising, but what are they also spending on promotions? So over time, if you look at, look at uh, the growth, advertising dollars have gone up, promotion dollars have exploded. And me as a salesperson, I know both those dollars are a potential for me. 
So one, I want to know what their entire budget is. Two, I want to know what they're doing with us today. So of course, these are easy stats that you're going to have within your own organization. And then I want to know, and this is from them, where are they spending those dollars elsewhere, et cetera, so that then I can start building a plan. So if I understand what they want to achieve, what KPIs they want to achieve, then I'm going to match the data that I'm gathering so that I can start showing them the results of what I'm providing to them. And so it's going to vary. So saying one data source is pretty hard because, as we discussed, there's so many data sources out there. And for me, one of the biggest changes in advertising is really becoming, as an AE, more of a consultant. It's important that I tailor my message to each advertiser so that I can help them achieve their mission, their objective. So in other words, I might have one organization that's saying, listen, I'm new to this community. I really want to establish my brand. I want to get the word out there. Okay, that's going to be one type of advertising campaign, one type of strategy. Or I may be another that says, listen, I've got this promotion going on. I'm looking to sell 100 cars in the next you know, two weeks, and I want to target these types of buyers to a call to action to come in, take a look at the cars, and hopefully convert to sales. So those are going to be different campaigns. And I know that was an exact answer to your question, but for me it's hard to say one piece of data because every strategy is going to require different types of data. Now, I understand that you have created at Matrix a roadmap for the future in terms of where you see that going. Can you talk a little bit about that? So, so what we're seeing is our customers tend to be what I would term more of enterprise organizations in, in the sense, but e even a middle-sized radio group to, to me is an enterprise because they're not just selling spots on the radio, they're selling digital, they're selling extension products, they're doing events, they're doing sponsorships, all these types of sales. So the, the underlying salesperson is selling a plethora of different types of inventory, different types of events, et cetera. And so for us, it's really important that I am able to, in one place, be able to drive that workflow no matter what type of inventory, no matter what type of product I'm selling. So historically, Matrix has been really designed to sell local, traditional type of media, so the spot primarily. But we've really expanded the offerings. We have a new uh, project. We call it a projects module, but it's really designed to be able to do special projects, whether you're selling spots within that or not. It's designed to help you sell events, sponsorships, et cetera, so that when you look at your pipeline, your forecasting, et cetera, that information is put in, but then automatically converts to the entirety so that an organization can understand their forecasting, not only what they're selling on the advertising front, but what they're also selling from these other types of uh, revenue-producing segments. Also, on the digital side, today, we do integrate with the Google Ad Manager, and we bring in real-time campaign reporting. So if I'm a salesperson and I'm selling you uh, various inventory on my different published sites, 
I can track real time how close or how far I am to meeting those targets. And what's nice about it is most organizations today, this information isn't given to the salesperson, but it's given to people on ad ops. They're not responsible for the numbers. Me as a salesperson, I'm responsible. We give that salesperson direct access so that if a campaign is tracking behind, I know to get involved and maybe I change up the inventory to, for better utilization as an organization so that I'm not continuing, continually eating inventory that's not producing the results that I need. Or if a campaign's tracking ahead of time, great. I'm going to call the client and say, listen, you want to buy more of this. Now, we will be adding to this. We, are, we do have the ability today, but it's not released, to put orders directly into Google Ad Manager. Or if you're on the operative system, we do integrate with operative. But we are looking to really help automate the front end of that. So me as a salesperson, I can put in all my flight information by dates. I can download IOs and have them directly go into the order management system, thereby reducing the double entry, reducing the errors, and also speeding delivery. Then on the back side, we're looking to have that information come back in, reconcile with what we say, we as a sales organization say we have delivered versus what has been said to be delivered by the buyer. We do the reconciliation, and then we convert that and move that into your invoicing system. We are really looking to streamline that process and get rid of a lot of double entry, which you can't get today. You have to – some of those features don't exist anywhere, or you have to build it in-house. Is there any metrics that you have calculated in terms of, you know, uh, when a client is uh, pre-matrix and then post-matrix? How is an organization uh, revolutionized when you become uh, the solution internally? There are multiple ways we can measure success. And, you know, listen, I went to law school, so I always say it depends. You know, every <laughs> answer is a yes and no, right? Right. But I would say this. We do have examples of success that we have been able to bestow on a client. So sometimes it's as simple as, uh, for example, we have a digital client. We recognized we have a success team, and they work with these uh, work with our clients, and they recognize that uh, they were constantly looking for new leads, but they weren't spending any time farming people who had already purchased advertising inventory from them. So it's as simple as saying, look at the churn report, see who bought from you last year, and they're not buying from you this year. And we were able to help them install just a simple strategy like that. And by doing that within three and a half months of using our product in this fashion for that specific, uh, that specific type of targeting, they were able to pay for three years of the product. So in that sense, it's really about making them more efficient. Another customer, when we talked about data earlier, their biggest issue was they were purchasing all this data uh, from other organizations. They had a lot of third-party data, and no one was using it at all. I mean, a little bit, but they really were finding that it just wasn't being accessed. So we brought that data into our system for them, and they saw an over 400% increase in the usage of that data. These are ways that we can help these organizations make better use 
of the information they have. Now, how that translates, ultimately, the first example, of course, was into revenue, but for them, you know, how that ultimately translates into revenue, that's based on their strategy. But being able to actually help them streamline their organization so they're doing less double entry, so they have data exposed, so that they're looking into the system where they might be able to take advantage of things in a way they haven't in the past, these are things that we can certainly bring to the table. What's the next opportunity that we can interface with Matrix in Canada, Mark? Well, we are going to be a sponsor at the Western Association of Broadcasters coming up later this month. So we will be very excited to see everyone there. Beautiful. Thanks to Mark Gorman of Matrix Solutions for joining us. For more information, head to matrixformedia.com. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Sean Smith. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.